TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss. The best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's game time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Coon Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. Nothing like it midweek. Welcome in. June 21st, 2023. Welcome in to the Gabe Coon Show. I am Gabe Coon, your host. On Twitter at G underscore Coon 71. Former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman. I am alongside the executive producer of the show. That would be Connor Dunning at C Dunning929. Connor, what's happening, brother? What's up? If you want to play trivia tonight, 715, Celtic. I'll see you there. General knowledge. General knowledge. Is it always general knowledge? Yep. Every week, every Wednesday. Okay. Wait, can you give us at least like the all like have some topics that y'all stick to? Yeah. Or is it just general general knowledge? Uh, well, but I'm just saying. I all, mean, all knowledge? I go to a trivia sometimes on Wednesday nights where it'll be hold on, hold on, hold on, three different. I don't go to yours. I know where you're going with this. Are you freaking kidding me right now? It's closer to my house. It's closer to my house. That's not an excuse. It's closer to my house. That's not an excuse. How dare you? You're cheating on me with another trivia? How dare you, Gabe? I hear you're a great host, though. You're so damn there's right, I'm a good host. But no, they they have three different topics. They'll have three rounds, three different topics. Three First round usually round. hodgepodge. Second round's usually an audio round where we do music. Okay. Third round's a handout where you have to tell me usually what a picture. It's usually a photo, and you tell me what movie or TV show what the photo is from. Fourth round's current events. Fifth round's hodgepodge. Okay. See, gotcha. That's what I was looking for. At least for some explanation. You. I'm sorry. You tell me on air the like fi- this? The, the, fi- the fiancé and I need to make it over to Celtic for you. It's just farther from the house. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You live right. You live close to me. So you, I know you make that drive every Wednesday. You broke my heart, Gabe. I'm sorry. You broke my heart. I'm sorry, Connor. I apologize. Now, we do have three hours <laughs> to talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN. And yours truly. We're going to open here in a minute with overreaction, not an overreaction. We're going to open there with Penny Hardaway. He's been suspended for three games. And uh, the infractions committee came to this decision today. The decision came to a head today. Um, It has to do with a level two mitigated violation that has to do with in-home visits. I'll explain it as we get into that. We'll get to the NBA rumor mill as well. And we have a trade that could potentially go down relatively soon involving Chris Stapps, Porzingis, 
to the Celtics. So we will discuss that at the bottom of this hour. As far as guests are concerned, Jeff Calkins from the Jeff Calkins Show and Daily Memphian. He will join at 5 o'clock, as he does every single day. And 6 o'clock, can't wait, Rob Fisher. You know him. Sidelines, pre-post for the Grizzlies on Bally Sports. He will join. Also, he is uh, uh, part of uh, Grind City Media, Odds Couple. Um, we'll talk about the Grizzly, what he thinks the Grizzlies' plan should be tomorrow. We may have to get depressed about our Cardinals because we're both Cardinals fans, but we'll get to that around 6 o'clock. The Blitz will be great. I'll talk about my favorite player, Bruce Brown, denying his player option, declining his player option. And then I will uh, tell you who I think should be the number two pick to the Hornets. It's up to Scoot, it's Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. We have, we have deciphered that much. Uh, some people think it's leaning to Brandon Miller. I'll tell you who I think should be the pick for number two to the Hornets. Now, um, I still can't get over, and I know you probably saw this yesterday, Connor. Victor Wimbanyama is going to be in the green room. He's going to be at the NBA draft tomorrow. He'll be the first pick. He'll walk up on stage. He'll have fun with the commissioner. It'll be great. He threw out a first pitch last night at the Yankees game. Did you see the, the viral picture going around of him holding a baseball? I have. Holy mother of God. It's like one of us holding a pebble. It's, I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, it is, if I, if I was holding a golf ball, that's what it looks like. It reminded me of the Andre the Giant beer, 12-ounce beer that he was holding. That's a viral picture. That's right, a picture right. everybody knows about. But he threw out the pitch, and he, he's a little, little to the left, just a bit outside. But damn, this dude's hands, I shouldn't be surprised. He's seven foot two, and he's... Just long, and you know he's he's got big appendages, all right. But he Phrasing. <laughs> he made that ball look tiny, brother. That is some wild stuff. That is some wild stuff. Um, you think there was any uh, scouts out there, baseball scouts, that were trying to get him involved, trying to get him to be a a pitcher? The newest Randy Johnson. If he, if he no. can't, if if he was throwing the ball from over top, that ball would be barreling down on. That'd be a heavy, heavy fastball he's throwing. Well, he'd probably only be throwing it from forty-five feet too. You know what I mean? Like by the time he <laughs> <Yeah>. got, like, <laughs> he'd be halfway to the plate. And honestly, that's why Randy Johnson was so effective. He was halfway to the plate by the time he let go of the ball. I feel like with that big of hands, it's hard to. It would be harder to. It's, why, it's enough, why Shaq was terrible at free throws. Weirdly the ball was enough, too small. Yeah, I think it would be really hard to control. Yeah, it's like trying to shoot an egg. Yeah. <laughs> Me shooting a golf ball. Right. Shooting a golf ball. Now, um, let's let's not delay it any further. Let's get to overreaction, not an overreaction. Now, it's overreaction or not an overreaction. We are to wild and crazy guys. That's crazy. Chill, homie. On the Gabe Cujo from 92.9. That was enough about big appendages. I needed to be careful. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was definitely stepping over yes. a little bit. Phrasing. Yes. Penny Hardaway has been suspended for the first three games of the season due to recruiting violations committed during the 2021-2022 academic year. This is a big deal. Overreaction or not an overreaction? <laughs> that is, that's, a, that's an overreaction. That's a heavy overreaction. To be honest with you, when I saw this news, as much as I wanted to make it a big deal, and okay, oh gosh, Penny Hardaway got suspended for recruiting violations. If it doesn't have to do with IARP, which is completely behind you, I don't care. I really don't care. These are level two mitigated violations. Apparently, it is it is dating back again to 2021-22, the academic year, two in-home visits with a junior. Who cares? Who cares? Cody Toppert seemed to conduct one of the visits, and Penny conducted the other. And it's just illegal to have an in-home visit with anything other than a senior. I, I just... 
can't bring myself to think this is a big deal. Dr. Gary Miller, who's the chief hearing officer of the infractions panel that ended up ultimately passing down this three-game suspension, says the committee determined Memphis violated fundamental recruiting rules and provided the program with a significant recruiting advantage. Penny claimed he did not know the recruiting visits were not allowed under NCAA rules. Gary Miller then responded by saying, well, you should have known. Well, now Penny knows. Let's move on with our lives. Overall, three games, you just you shouldn't, you shouldn't think about it too much. It's not going to affect recruiting. That would be the first question. Is it going to affect recruiting? No, there's no loss of scholarship. Uh, they're already on some type of probation from IARP. And when you're talking about coaching, that would be the second question. Okay, how do you feel about your assistants? He's got Rick Stansberry on his damn bench as his lead assistant, who has been coaching for oh, longer than some people have been alive. Okay, he has been around the block 18, 20 times over. He can take the buck. He can handle the head coaching duties on court, off court, the whole nine yards while Penny's away. And and then you just look at the schedule. You have Jackson State at Missouri, uh, then versus Alabama State at home, your first three games. Those are the games they'll be missing. The only one you really are worried about is at Missouri. It stinks not to have Penny on the road against Dennis Gates at Mizzou, but Rick Stansberry can fill in, and this team will be fine. So, like, I, I know that a lot of people have opened their show on it, talked about it, tried to break it all down, but I just think this is a big nothing burger in the grand scheme of things. Now, if Penny keeps getting caught for things like this and recruiting violations continue to stack up, then you start to get worried. But we're talking about a three-game suspension for an entire season. Just let it go. It's, it'll be fine. Yeah, It'll I, all be okay. I don't think this is as much of a big deal. as It's more annoying to me. It's just like, oh, man, like, <laughs> like all right, we got to deal with this now. It's like, you know, I would just rather have uh, people in Memphis stop getting suspended for things. That would be great. But, yeah, yeah it's not a big deal at all. I think that they're going to be fine. They got Slick Rick. They're going to be all right. What What's your opinion, though, about the possibility of them appealing the suspension? Because I'm going to be honest. I don't know that, what the point of that is. I, who cares? I, I mean, if you, if you appeal it and it works, fine. Great. If you, if, you, if you appeal it and it doesn't work, you still have three games. I, I, okay, appeal it if you want. I mean, the NCAA usually is going to stick by their suspension. If they handed out that penalty, they're going to hand out that penalty again. I don't, I, I don't know how the appeal process works. I don't think it's a third-party arbitrator. I think it'll still be the infractions panel making the ruling. And if they ruled it this way the first time, then they'll probably rule this way the second time. But I, the, th- the thought I've seen thrown around there just from the fan base is they finally got him. They finally got him. They can't, but uh, okay, if this was it is if this was funny. getting him three games, I'll take it. That is pretty funny that after all these years, they're like, we got him! Three games! It's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, sweet, yeah. awesome. But Thanks, guys. I, this is just, to me, let's move on. You know, like, who, 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 really, who really cares about three games in the entirety of a era of coaching in a season in general? Right. It's just, it'll be fine. Especially when it involves, you know, I think that the the going notion is that it involves Cody Topper. It's like he's not even here anymore. It's, you know, it's get this done with, move on, we're good to go. I mean, this is an an extra in-home visit with a junior. This is the equivalent of phone calls. Impermissible phone calls. I I don't care. It gave Memphis a huge advantage. (laughs) Yeah, massive. Massive. (laughs) Good God. I mean, they have an advantage already because Penny Hardaway is the head coach. They already have an advantage, and like whatever. I, I mean, if they if they really want, I, I guess the thought out there is I think I saw his attorney Don M Jackson, who's 
represents Penny Hardaway in all these matters, and he's representing DeAndre Williams in his case to get another year via waiver from the NCAA. He said this is this is because they couldn't come down to him, uh, couldn't um, make anything happen for IARP as far as the sp- suspension was concerned. So they're trying to on the back end try to punish him any way they can. I I don't know how much I buy into that, but that certainly what Don M. Jackson had to say. It seems like that the the thought of appealing it is for the principle of it, which I understand. Like I that I get that you want to just say like, listen, we understand that this is y'all trying to get back at him, but we got to appeal this just because it's it's it is a bit silly that they're like. Three games. Three games. <laughs> it is a bit. It's, oh, and gosh. the statement was How a little dramatic. How am I going to get by without a Penny Hardaway for Jackson State and Alabama State? I just don't know how I'm going to do it. This, but to your point though about the Tigers have an advantage just by having Penny Hardaway. It's true. When you look at ESPN today, when you go to their front page, Penny is the number one story on the site. It says Penny. It also doesn't say Penny Hardaway. Yeah, it says Penny. Penny. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's awesome. But it's also it, star power. The fact that that's the number one story on ESPN, a three-game suspension for an impermissible in-home visit. Slick Rick was like, that was it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Frank Haith was like, seriously? Frank Haith's gone. He's like, that's it? all? Really? Good for you, Penny. Getting off scot-free for the most part. Yeah, spin zone. Good Golly. for you. Good Golly. for you. What's right. next? What's next? <laughs> next up, the Grizzlies hold 25, 45, and 56 tomorrow night. They will not make all three picks. Overreaction or not an overreaction? So they will not make all three picks. Correct. Not an overreaction. There's no way they make all three picks. Right now, if you just go look at their salary table, go to Track, look at their roster, they have 14 out of 15 roster spots filled, and their two two-ways are filled. I can't even imagine, especially considering what we've heard from Zach Kleiman already this offseason at exit interviews saying, you know, I don't think tripling down on youth was the right uh, move, but considering that, considering what their roster situation looks like right now, they, there's no reason to take in three rookies right now. There's no reason, and I think ultimately, like they have shown that they want to move up. They have this tendency under Zach Kleiman. The script is to move up a couple picks, whatever it may be. I think 21, 22 is there, um, and then also the uh, the Lakers pick at 17. They could absolutely use 25 and 45 to move up. To one of those picks, and really, in the in the end of the day, you're just finding a way to have to have less rookies on your roster, and you're still looking for a starting three. You could possibly do that during the draft. I, I don't think they make all three picks. I just don't. I don't think at this point, with with where they're headed, it makes any sense to add three more rookies to to the to the fold. And I don't. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I don't know how you'd make it work. One of them would potentially, you'd have to kick off a two-way. One of them would potentially have to be a two-way. It's just trying to move around the roster to accommodate three rookies just doesn't seem like it would be in the books at all. Right, especially with as many trade talks that are going on right now with the Grizzlies. I would be, to be honest, pretty shocked if we got through last night without a Grizzlies trade. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to make all three picks. I think they might make two of them. They might, it's just depending yeah. on the situation and the trades that they're presented with, but... You know, yeah, you don't need you don't need three rooks on this team. That's I mean, and, and here's the thing: if they make the picks, I guess you could see them like maybe trading, trading the rights of said person. But that usually doesn't happen when you're making. I mean, that per, usually the team that wants that guy will trade to that spot and take the guy they want. So I, I think that's not really all that that realistic. But I think 21-22 with Brooklyn, a draft night trade for bodies too, for that starting three, Royce O'Neal, DFS. Keep an eye on that. That is a real possibility coming tomorrow night. Because Brooklyn, I mean, how many picks? They have two picks there in the first round. I don't know why they'd take back-to-back picks there. They could they could, they could, could drop one of those off to the Grizzlies, do a pick swap and a player swap, and we could move forward from there. Whether it's Tyus for DFS, Tyus for Royce O'Neal, I would keep an eye out on that because I think it, it doesn't that ultimately make the most sense if you want to go find your starting three is one of those two guys in the Nets because the Nets don't have a full need for him and the price you're paying up front's probably not that steep. Does it concern you at all the rumors that have come out today about those two guys, DFS and Royce O'Neal? What do you it, make of those? It, well, I, I don't know how much to read into those rumors because I don't get because the rumor is, right, is that the, the Nets are wanting a high price for those guys. Do they really have the bargaining chips to really throw out there and say, okay, these guys cost way they cost way more than uh I, I just I don't think their value is that high to the Nets in particular. The Nets just they need a point guard. Tyus is out there. If if you do a straight swap and a pick swap, make that happen. I, I don't know why the Nets would want any more than that. I need the Nets and the Raptors to get with the program. Okay. Like, stop messing around. Stop being these guys. Buy, but here's my thing. Do you really buy that the Nets value Royce O'Neal or Dorian Finney-Smith enough to ask for some crazy price draft night? I don't think so. It, it, I mean, it sounds like that they turned down two firsts for DFS during the season at, at, the, at the deadline, which is, you know, that would have been good value for them. I don't know what they expect to get. That's kind of where I'm at, too, because I, I, Tyus in a pick for one of those guys is the value is about it's, the value that they, 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 they deserve. Yes, it's bothering me that the Raptors and the Nets have these guys and they're holding out. It's like, what what are we doing here? Guess, what are we doing here? You're I just guess. delaying the inevitable. I, I don't unless the team gets really dumb and they're like three first. It's which would be like, I'm good. I'm yeah. not. I'm not making that trade. What would you think about Tyus and first round uh, twenty five that pick swap and then throw in an extra first round as a sweetener? Would they would you? have to give me a pick back. They okay. would have to give me their pick this this so, year. It would have to be another swap, right? Well, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It would be. DFS, their pick this year, or 22. If it's Tyus and, then it and two would be picks, Tyus, sure. 25, and a later first-round pick yeah, for another sure. year. Why not? But, like, oh, that's honestly an overpay. You know what I mean? Like, that's an, that's an overpay up front for a guy like Royce O'Neal or DFS. Now, so. the spin for that, for the Grizzlies, is they would be able to go get one of the guys that they wanted that they may have feared wasn't going to be at 25. They can trade up a little bit. 
go and get him. And that's why, like, you know, we've talked about it before, but a, a 25 for 17 with the Lakers, they've, all, they've said that they wanted to trade back. Grizzlies have said they wanted to trade up. That could be just a swap right there. You never know. If the Grizzlies have a couple guys that they really want, go and grab one of them. So, you know, I just I expect movement from the Grizzlies tomorrow night. Yeah, now, um, as far as if they sort of get that 22nd pick, 25th pick, 21st pick, 17th, whatever it is, who, who are the guys you like? I like Brandon Podzimski yeah. from Santa Clara. That's a guy, a, a sort of combo guard style guy who can do a lot of things. He's a Grizzlies. I mean, he just makes sense as a Grizzlies player. Um if they trade it up to 17 for the Lakers, I'm going to I'm going to bounce this off you and I want I want to hear your real thoughts. What do you think about like Jordan Hawkins if he were to fall to 17 and the Grizzlies had that pick? Obviously not a massive need for that type of guy right this second, but I think he's, he's a shooter. Helpful. Yeah. He's a shooter, decent on defense, can handle the ball, playmake. I, I think his comp is like kind of a like a Joe Harrisy type of player. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I wouldn't hate him. Little, I like uh, sense of ball. I I Bryce really like I really like Chris Murray, man. I yeah, really well, like but, Chris Murray. Eh, do you think he'll – there's been a lot of smoke about him falling. Does he ultimately fall? I don't think he will. That seems like teams saying that he's going to fall, maybe trying to get a trade. Yeah, and because then, like I, – I, I just – I really like Chris Murray. I think he's a very, very – He's not his brother, though. We can, we he's can not. He's not that. his brother. But his brother's, like, awesome. So it's like – He's if, his even, brother if he's, if he's, like, 80%, 85% of what his brother is, sweet. I'll take that. You know what I mean? Especially as a rookie. His brother was <laughs> – very, very good for a rookie. Like it, it's, you know, it, he was one of the best guys last year. He was my favorite player from the draft last year. Actually, what it would be is like the grid. But here's ultimately what happens, seemingly with the Grizzlies. They'll trade up to twenty one, twenty two, or seventeen, and they'll take somebody that's not on no one's radar in, in any Grizzlies draft conversation. Imani Bates. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is literally the anti Grizzlies guy. But you get the point. Yeah. It's, it's just somebody that will be completely off the radar. That would be. That would be the Grizzlies script, but there's a lot of guys out there that I would like to have on the on the on the roster. I'm excited. I think it's going to be an eventful night for the Grizzlies. I hope it is. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Next up, the NFL has released their six key rules for all NFL players to follow in regards to gambling. After an offseason that was filled with gambling suspensions, you've taken a look at the list. So my question to you is: Are all of the rules completely understandable? Overreaction or not an overreaction? So here's the thing. Most of them are completely uh, understandable, but not all of them. So I'm going to say this is an overreaction. The ones that make sense, don't bet on the NFL. Duh. That's the first rule. Uh, Three, the third rule, don't have someone bet for you. I get that. I mean, if you're going to place a bet on something else, um, just bet on your own account. If it would be the NHL or SOC, whatever it is. Um, Don't share any team inside information is rule number four. Understandable. Number six, don't play daily fantasy football. Understandable. Now, number two and five, I don't get. I just, I, I can't bring myself to understand this, Connor. It just feels arbitrary and stupid. Number two is don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at a team hotel. If they're not betting on the NFL, what the hell does that matter? If they're betting on MLS, if they're betting on Chinese basketball, who gives a damn where they're at? It's their money. They can use it how they want to use it as long as they're not betting on their self or other games within the NFL. Why does it matter that they're at the team facility at a team hotel traveling with the team? It's all available to us. The NFL goes out of their way to have partnerships with various sports books. It's pushed in our face constantly. It's legal all around the country. Why does it matter where you're at when you're placing the bet? What's the difference between him placing a bet at a team facility on the NHL versus placing a bet on the NHL at his home? It's arbitrary. It's stupid. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. And then number five, 
this is the one I, I still don't get to. And, like, they're going to have to – I think the Players Association is going to have to ask some questions about this. It just says don't enter a sports book in the flesh during the NFL playing season. So you cannot go to a sports book. There's a team in Vegas. Are we preclude? I mean, they show up probably if they have family in town and they're staying at some type of resort or whatever it may be in Vegas. What if they just pass through a sports book? Can you hold that against them and suspend them for six games? They walk through a door and they happen to enter a sports book accidentally on their way to the casino, on their way to a hotel room to go see their family. Why is that a rule? Again, like, I understand most of these, and I understand why you're trying to crack down on these things because it's becoming way too par- a big a part of our society, and it calls into question the integrity of the game at large. But don't gamble at your team facility while traveling for a road game or staying at your team hotel, and don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. Why? You have to answer why before I really think about getting on board with those rules. Again, I understand a crackdown, but that's just arbitrary and dumb. Yeah, like what if you enter a sports book and you're just standing there kind of and watching the games that are going on? And you're not count? betting. And you're not betting. It's so That's silly. That one to me doesn't make any sense, and I feel like some player is going to get popped for just standing in a sports book and it's going to end up having to change that but rule. Like, the, other imagine, ones makes, because the other ones make sense. Like don't bet on the NFL, period. That, uh, I totally get that. Imagine you have to get into a hotel to go meet your family, yeah. right? And one entrance is blocked off, and you have to just walk through the sports book to go see your family ultimately, and meet them at a uh, at their hotel room, at at the at the bar, at a, a a restaurant within the hotel. Like, do you get busted for that? The players' association actually has to. I, I truly believe they have to go out of their way to understand exactly what that means. Right. I literally cannot walk into a sports book at all, even if I'm not betting. I can't walk into one, or I could potentially be suspended for six games. Like, when does a sports book begin in the hotel or the casino stop? You know, <laughs> I've been to Vegas. It's hard. It's hard to avoid sports walking well, through the sports book, even if you're not betting. There are some bars that hang off of a sports book that you can walk up to if you're just in the casino part. Does that count as you being at the sports book? I was just getting a drink. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, questions with that rule. Yes, and I think the players' association needs to take it upon themselves to ask and try to get particulars, and. I, listen, I get four of the six rules, and I completely understand the NFL stance on them. They make sense. But where you place a bet and walking into a sports book, I just I can't get on board with. I think that's dumb. I just think it's stupid. But that will do it for overreaction and not an overreaction. Now, we have a lot of NBA rumor mill discussion to get to, and we will start with a potential trade that is in the works, according to Shams Charania and Adrian Wojnarowski, that will send Chris Stapps Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. We'll discuss when we return, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Feel their appointed duty. Keep trying to tell me here. All you want to do is use me. Planning an engagement and planning to design an engagement ring, it's a massive decision in your life. And Robert Irwin Jewelers is there to help you along the way. And I'll tell you why Robert Irwin Jewelers is the best place to buy an engagement ring. First of all, you'll have peace of mind. Meant to be guaranteed. 
Men's to be guaranteed means you can buy your loose diamond, custom-made engagement ring at Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you have a year, 365 days to return it if there's an issue, if y'all, if y'all break it off. I hope that doesn't happen. But if, if you don't like what you have, you can bring it back within the first year. They try to make it easy. And there's also more choices in every budget. They have the largest selection of natural-grown diamonds and a large selection of lab-grown diamonds. So you're going to have options. And designing that engagement is risk-free and easy. Every designer diamond engagement ring mounting at Robert Irwin Jewelers is fully customizable. They accommodate the center diamond size and shape and the metal color of your choice. And they can make your dream engagement ring come true. You can bring in a drawing. You can bring in a picture, and they will make it for you. And if you want to know what you have beforehand, they have a 3D printing machine that they can handle for you. And you'll see what you're getting before you actually get it. Howie and his family have been choosing engagement rings for the Mid-South for 40 years. So he knows what we like. They're rings you won't see everywhere else, the biggest, brightest diamonds. And Howie also, not only have him and his family been choosing those engagement rings in the Mid-South for 40 years, they have done it in, with such grace, right? No pressure environment. You can ask the questions. There's no dumb questions. They know it's a life-changing event, and they treat it as such. And right now, during the summer of a 1,000 engagement sale, you can ask now and pay later, 24-month, no interest, or take up to 60 months to pay with a low APR. For a limited time, you can buy one wedding band and get the second one half off. If you're already married, already have an engagement ring, you want to upgrade it, you can do that now as well at Robert Irwin Jewelers. There's six locations, including the OG right there on Perkins Extended, or you can go online at rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Now, um, we did have one trade I want to mention before we before we get into the uh, Chris Tapps Porzingis to Boston uh, conversation. Um, we did have a dra- we did have a draft trade. Her woes. The Nuggets are trading their 2024 first-round pick and 2023 40th pick to the Pacers for 29 and 32. So they traded into the first round. Smart pick or a smart trade for the Nuggets. It seems they like. just want to add, like with Bruce Brown potentially out the door, they right. want to see if they can go find another role player. Right. Absolutely. That's exactly what they're looking for. They're saying, you know what, we might get priced out of Bruce Brown. Let's go see what we can find. And they got Christian Brown at what 21 last year. So like they they, I I, I have no doubt that they can find somebody useful at 29 or 32. So. I think I think smart for the champs. Yes. Smart for the champs. Good move. Um, now the the real the real news here today, per woes per shams, um, it's about the Celtics. Celtics are working on a trade to acquire Kristaps Porzingis from the Wizards, and it's potentially going to be a three team deal that sends Malcolm Brogdon, who's on the Celtics, to the Clippers, and then uh, the Clippers would be sending Marcus Morris, Amir Coffey, and the thirtieth pick to the Wizards. So there's still more to do before they actually come to an agreement. There's been discussions about Danilo Gallinari um, being a part of the deal for the Wizards as well. Um, first thought, Wizards, gosh, they're ridiculous. Just an unserious they, franchise. Of course stupid. they are. They've done it. First of all, they did, this, they did the Beal and Porzingis everything a year too late because they could have been involved very early in this draft. One, two, or three. They could have gotten a good uh, franchise potentially altering talent, but they didn't. Um, and now they're just selling everything, taking on ridiculous Marcus Morris, Amir Coffee contracts that just make no sense ultimately, and they're not going to help them next year. And I don't think they care about being helped next year. They're trying to tank, and they're trying to be for the next couple of years at the top of the draft. But the Wizards, it, it, they're, they're a joke. Listen, they're a joke. I get that it's a new regime, and you're paying for the sins of the past from the, the old front office. You're still a stupid franchise. <laughs> and the fact that you're doing this, 
the year after Wimby, Scoot, and Brandon Miller just shows how unserious of a franchise that is and how long they've been an unserious franchise. They almost got to a second-round appearance with John Wall and Bradley Beal, and they still talk about it like it was an NBA championship. It's like, congratulations, he jumped on the table. That was a really cool moment. That happened a decade ago, okay? It's time to figure (laughs) something out and actually play basketball. They genuinely might be one of the worst teams we've ever seen next season. They might think about what their roster is going to do. Well, they're going to take on a bunch of older guys with bad contracts. That's all they're doing. I pray for Chris Paul that they trade him. I don't want to see Chris Paul stuck on that stupid Wizards team. I'm legitimately mad that they've waited (laughs) this long to do this because people have been screaming it for years. The moment they gave Bradley Beal that contract and there was a no trade clause in there, everybody went, oh, they're screwed for a decade. It's just, it's ridiculous how they have operated. And they're they're just getting no return on. Premier players. No, and they just keep they firing coaches. Like that's the problem. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Unsell and now, they, now, now they're talking about wanting Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma has requested thirty million dollars a year. Yeah, they'll to probably give it to him next. and a no trade clause. I, I, it's just, <laughs> Idiots. It's, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. And I feel bad for Wizards fans. That's terrible. That's awful. Did you see that they announced that they're selling? On top of this, on top of maybe having one of the worst teams we've ever seen next season, they have announced that they are going to sell sections. Like VIP sections on the front court, and they showed uh, a, like a like an image of it, and it's going to be like a club. Who's going to buy them? Why would I buy that? Why to watch would you that? buy that to watch that to watch that product? Is it going to be ten dollars? No. <laughs> They're going to go half off year one. God. Yeah, no, but the Wizards are operating very unseriously. I think you. Uh, think we all I'm understand done with that. that. Yeah, but you know, Sorry. I know you say you're generally mad. I don't care. I don't, I don't care about the man Washington it's just, Wizards. It makes me Go just ahead. like, what, do what you got to do. stupid. It's, like, do what it's you think so you dumb. have to do, even though I think it's stupid. Yeah. I mean, like, if I'm going to trade my premier players that I thought were going to get me somewhere into the playoffs, into the playoff contention, I would sell them for at least a decent price. Yeah. Try to get a return, try to get draft assets, try to do all They're not doing any of that. They're just taking on disgusting contracts. <laughs> it seems like that they're like, hey, here's, here's the offer from the Wizards, and the teams go, Nah, and they go, okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, their, that's yeah. their trade negotiation. My guy, they're, they're losing. And I know, again, you don't know till the future if you're completely losing ultimately in some of these I trades mean, made, but I can tell you up I front. Guess they're, they're losing everything. For Cooper flag, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Flag in red, white, and blue, actually. And that's you know, two years from now, isn't it? I think it's so. Two years from yeah. now. Okay. I guess they're tanking. Pray for, for Wizards fans. <laughs> but don't pray for Wizards management right now. No. They don't need they don't need your prayers. Um, now, Kristaps Porzingis to the Celtics, quite intriguing, mm-hmm. quite intriguing. And I, I still don't know if he's going to be playing the four or the five. Right? Um, they have Al Horford there for a couple more years of team control. Robert Williams is still there, but he's oft injured and his knees just can't get right. But a starting lineup potentially of Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kristaps Porzingis, Al Horford. That is the type of move that I truly believe can get the Celtics potentially over the top. You add a, a guy who can stretch the floor and, and bang in the post a little bit, get you some rebounds um, in, in Chris Stapps, Porzingis, and I think you could put yourself over the top. But this is how teams, ha- teams like the Celtics who are in that championship contention window have to operate. You have to make moves here and there to see what you can do year by year. If it doesn't work out, you could potentially get out of it um, and, and try to find a trade that works. But – this 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 move I ultimately like. Now, I think what could potentially be a holdup or what has to happen, I guess, if you will, for Chris Stapps Porzingis to be a Celtic, he's going to have to opt in to the final year of his contract, which is $36 million. It has to be an opt-in and trade situation. I think he'll do that. I think, well, yeah. 
I guess. Because open market for Chris Stapp's Porzingis, though, might be pretty decent. $36 million, you're opting in. I guess. I mean, he could probably get that on the open market. For could you, he? Right? Some, something close. Maybe. I guess if Kuzma but wants 30. But I guess you, you opt in. Yeah, if Kuzma <laughs> wants 30. But no, I, I, I like this thought for the, for the Celtics, and I think if this ultimately happens, I really like their chances to be a championship-caliber, championship-winning team next yeah, year. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for the Celtics. It gives them some flexibility on the offensive end. Kristaps Porzingis is a better defender than he gets credit for. He had a really good season last year, shot 38% from three, helps stretch the floor for them. It really comes down to can he be healthy the whole season. He proved last year that he yep. can be, but you're also going to have to get him through you know, two months of playoffs ultimately. So that that's the big question mark is can he stay healthy. I, I like the trade for the Celtics. I think it makes sense. I will say they still have a point guard issue, and I think that yeah. they may have gotten rid of the wrong point guard. But I also Even understand that – it may have taken Brogdon, and they probably said no. I bet that they, I bet they were like Marcus Smart, and then they're like, nah. So well, I, if that's probably what happened. And and then like you could have thought of Derek White in this conversation sure. as well, but yeah. he did shoot what forty percent from three this year. Had a career high from all three, defense, certainly right. all defense. Guy. Very good in the playoffs. But your top seven, if your top seven is Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason, in no particular order, obviously. If I'm starting with Marcus <laughs> Smart, right? Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, uh, Al Horford, Robert Williams, and Derek White. I like what you have. I, that's a that's a hell of a starting that's point. A, that is that is a hell of a playoff rotation as well. You have your front court guy, you have your back court guy as reserves that that can come off the bench and give you great minutes. I like that it's pretty obvious too that they've dispelled the whole Jalen Brown's going to be on the market type because this is the type of move that you make when you are assuming that those two guys are still going to be together long term. It's it's just I, but I isn't like that, the move. Isn't that completely understood at this point? Yes, Why, it you, can't, be. you can't you cannot break up Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum at this point. No. There's no reason to do it. One's 24, one's 26. They've been to an NBA Finals before. They've shown that they can get back to an Eastern Conference Finals several times. Like, you're right there on the precipice of breaking through. Let them try to break through. You are, you are a successful franchise right now. Breaking them up at the moment would be it's completely dumb. It would be fool, foolish, completely foolish. What do you think about the rumors of Grant Williams potentially being moved? Yeah, I mean – it makes sense. Restricted free agent and the, uh, coughing up that bill to go get Grant Williams this year. I think other people are going to outbid the Celtics ultimately. Now they, he's a restricted free agent, so they can match. But if if somebody bids too high and you're going to have Chris Stapps Porzingis at thirty six million, Jason Tatum on the contract he's on, Jalen Brown who's going to be on a uh, super max, like you start to run out of money, right? <laughs> like ultimately. Um, Grant Williams may just sort of be a, a victim of circumstance and, and money being spent elsewhere for the Celtics. I, I do believe they want to keep him. I think, I think right. if they had their way and they could keep Grant Williams on a, on a, at a cheap price, they would keep Grant Williams at a cheap price, but I don't think he's going to be as cheap as they want him to be. I think I agree with that. I think, you know, even though the Celtics got Kristaps Porzingis and it – I mean, they were already a contender, but it really establishes them as a contender for next season. I think that the Clippers may have may, might be the secret winners of this trade, though, in my opinion. You know, they got, they're getting Malcolm Brogdon, the sixth man of the year, an extremely, extremely efficient point guard. He's very good defensively when he's healthy. That's, that's the big question mark about him is, is the health as well. But I think that he's going to fit in with the Clippers very well, and they didn't really have to give up much for him. Yeah, I guess so. But anybody, like the Clippers... Forgive me for saying this. I think most people are with me. One, Kawhi and Paul George have to stay healthy. And if that doesn't happen, no, it's all for naught. 
But they've had such, I mean, they've made so many good moves around the edges over the years. Norman Powell, they drafted Terrence Mann. Like the, I think Nick Batum's a decent reserve guy. Like They have gone out of their way to bring in a lot of talented players, and nothing works. Nothing has worked to get them over the hump. So, like, I, well, does you, Malcolm Brogdon change that thought process for me? No. I don't know. It's, it's, well, you, you, kinda, you, you said the first thing that you said was what matters. Is Kawhi Leonard going to be healthy? That's, yeah. all, that's what it comes down to. It's, none of these moves matter for the Clippers if, he's, if he doesn't play and if he's not healthy. That's ultimately the whole conversation around them. Now, speaking of Paul George, and, and here's yes, here's yes, game. Here's where I'm I'm gonna go with this to start because I think it would be really stupid for the Clippers to move off of the either one of Kawhi, Kawhi or Paul George at this moment because you have two more years of team control. Try to see what you can do. Like you 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 invested so much into this core, let them play it out throughout the rest of their contract, and then if it doesn't work out, you can move on, figure out what you want to do after that. But uh, Mark Stein was reporting in his Substack that the Clippers are gauging Paul George's trade value and are giving real consideration to the idea of disassembling Kawhi Leonard-Paul George tandem. Now, Paul George would be wanted around the league very heavily. He's apparently Brandon Miller's goat. Um, (laughs) Does Charlotte trade for him? Everyone in the Grizzlies sphere started to hop on this as soon as this, this Mark Stein report came out. And I get it. I completely understand but Paul George is a max player. I, I do have some questions. The return, I mean, not the return, the, the price you'd have to go pay, how many teams would have to get involved, at least three, at least three. You'd have to jump through an insane amount of hoops. I can't give this too much airtime. I know that you texted me last night, Connor, and you're excited. You're like, hey, if, if they can make it happen, I would be elated. And I think most people in, in uh, the Grizzlies fan base would be elated. But you're giving up a hell of a lot, and there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through to make anything happen uh, in regards to Paul George to the Grizzlies. Yeah, sure. That being said, DB, <laughs> Tyus, Z, LaRavia, four picks. Who says no? Do it again. Come on. DB, Tyus, Z, LaRavia, four picks. Who says no? Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, Dylan, anytime you add Dylan to a conversation, it's kind of like, okay, He's on the radar. The Clippers are interested. <sighs> Who says no? Four picks. Oh, my gosh. And he's got one more year until a player option, right, Paul George? I think the Grizzlies ultimate. Oh, God, that's tough for me. <laughs> that's so tough. That's a short-term boom. And, like, you would love to have – I mean, Paul George would just – the two-way wing. Oh, my God, the guy who can handle. You wouldn't have to worry about anything when it comes to those first 25 games because Paul George can go handle the ball and deal with that if Tyus is gone. I mean, I think it's ridiculous to even think about, but I, 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 I would think the Clippers would say no ultimately because they don't want to give up Paul George while they still have him on team control. They don't want to break up that, that tandem, even though Mark Stein's trying to report the opposite. I hate that I agree with you. I don't know if the Grizzlies <laughs> have enough. I don't know if we have enough to get it done. I yeah. just don't. It's, to me, it seems like that the Paul George conversation may have been from the trade that is kind of going down now. I feel like that Boston and Washington was like, hey, you know, let's discuss Paul George. And they were like, no. And that was probably the the gauging of his market. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, ultimately, I don't think it would happen. But if it did, I, I'm going to be uh, not even kidding. If they pull off Paul George, that's a ring. I, I really think it is. If you roll out Paul George on this Grizzlies team and it's Ja, Bain, Paul George, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams, oh, God. that's championship. It's a championship. But then, like, 
wouldn't you be – I mean, isn't there a thought of, like, Paul George maybe getting injured, anybody getting injured, and you feel a little uh, – Why would you put that evil on us, Gabe? I'm just saying, man. you got to think about it. you got to think about it. Most guys in the league don't play You're 82 right. games. You're right, and that's and when why – when you get into playoffs, it's a war of attrition. Right. And that's why, ultimately, this is a it's – a, it's a pipe dream, but it's a yes, fun one. It's, it's a, a fun, fun one, one to think about. And, and for the Clippers, if, if Mark Stein is being truthful and Paul George is – you know, they're gauging whether teams can give them the return they want – if they trade Paul George, wouldn't Kawhi be sort of next there? Like, what? I mean, unless they got some insane return and they find another guy that they want to pair with Kawhi Leonard that makes sense. But if they get this massive trade with picks and multiple players, why would you keep with that charade? Wouldn't you just get Kawhi that up out of there? Kawhi situation in LA is extremely weird because there have been some reports from anonymous GMs. It's always my favorites, <laughs> the anonymous GMs report that he has straight up ruined their culture there. Kawhi? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to say just think about the team that they had before they made the trade for these guys. And you go back and you look at what they've given up for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. If they do not walk out of next season with the championship, it is a failure. They have nothing to show for it. it I will agree be a with failure. you. I completely and, and again, they have God, they gave up so much for Paul George. They're they're role players. I don't know how they've been able to make all of that happen. You know what I mean? Like the Norman Powells, the Robert Covingtons they've had, the the uh, Nick Batooms, they 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 brought in Bones, they have Terrence Mann, like how have they been able to, with those two superstars at the very top, how have they been able to surround them with anything with the amount of money? Bomber says how much, and he cuts yeah, that I check. Guess he, I guess he just cuts a check, but damn. The, the ultimate, the, the tragedy of the Clippers, you know, I, I feel nothing for them because they're the Clippers, but you feel for them a little bit because they've made all of the right yes, moves. They've theoretically. They've been a very smart team. The only mistake that they made was giving us Luke Kennard for breadcrumbs. They shouldn't have done that. <laughs> But thank you for that. But they, they, didn't, they didn't have a spot for him. They didn't they have were. a spot for him. They've made all of the right moves. Kawhi just cannot stay healthy. It's, it's, it's remarkable. The last time we've seen Kawhi truly healthy, he won a ring. Since then, it's been, when is he going to play? And it's, we're going on four, five years of this now. It's, it's so nasty because you come into every year. Every single year, there are various national media members that are going to pick the Clippers to win. The and title. I totally understand And it. I completely get it. Kawhi, I, I have said this before, I think Kawhi in that Raptors run was the closest thing we'll ever see to Jordan again. And he was unbelievable. I wish that we still had that Kawhi Leonard. I just don't know if he's still around. But like the Kawhi Leonard, AD. When he plays, he's unbelievable. Are they going to get uh, hurt at some point during the year? You have to plan for that with those two type of guys. Right. Both those LA teams have to deal with that. Are they going to get hurt? You know, is water wet? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're going to get hurt at some point. You just have to hope it's not during the playoffs and they can at least sustain themselves through a playoff run, which even then, it becomes very complicated. So in summary, Paul George to Memphis. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. That was, a, that was a hell of a trade package you put together. Oh, I didn't assessment. put it together. I have smarter people. Put okay, it together. I got it. I got you. <laughs> I'm the messenger. They, they, on these. they, they attack the trade machine. Yeah, I get it. Now uh, we have plenty to discuss with the NBA draft coming up tomorrow. We'll talk some Grizzlies. We'll talk uh, Penny suspension. We'll do that next with Jeff Calkins right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, on. And 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 